the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for joining us as we get underway at 8 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, the 24th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a good day today. Why? Kersenau Day today. Peter Kersenau will be joining us at about 10.05 with his unique insights and brilliant analysis of the day's news and events. Uh, I am going to be here only today. Uh, I will be there tomorrow. By there, I mean Washington, D.C. I'll be heading out a little bit later today after the program. And uh, we'll be participating in the FAIR Summit. FAIR is the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, reform. They're uh, holding their feet to the FIRE event. Uh, roughly 100 conservative talk show hosts descend upon D.C. And we spend two full days, literally sun up to sundown, depending on the clock of the uh, uh, the program clock of the various shows. Obviously, we'll be in our regular slot, but there will be morning shows, there will be afternoon shows, there will be evening shows, and all the way around the clock as we talk with uh, with Washington's leaders, literally uh, the leaders, members of Congress. Uh, we are going to be speaking with uh, law enforcement agencies. We'll be talking about immigration, or talking with, rather, immigration and customs enforcement uh, uh, leaders and uh, uh, frontline workers, in other words, ICE agents. We'll be talking with immigration and, uh, excuse me, uh, Border Patrol. We will be talking with virtually everybody that is a player in the issue of illegal immigration and phony asylum seeking going on in this country. It'll be bigger this year than it was even last year. Last year was my first time in D.C. for this great event. I quickly accepted an invitation to come back because it'll be be bigger and even more important than it was a year ago. So we'll be talking with everybody that is a player in this series of issues facing our country. So that's tomorrow and Thursday. I hope you will tune in, make an appointment listening. You're going to want to hear uh, from some of the individuals that we do speak with. 
All right, so that's tomorrow and Thursday. But for today, we need to talk about something different, something away from illegal immigration. And no, I am not going to spend a ton of time on the media's witch hunt, the latest witch hunt, against President Trump. I will just point out the obvious, uh, that there is a bit of a, uh, a new allegation, if you will, against the Trump administration as it pertains to military funds that were supposed to be released to Ukraine that were apparently held up by the administration in July, about a week before the phone call that the left is freaking out about. Um, the president has denied on the phone call with the Ukraine president uh, that he had said anything about holding these funds over uh, until you agree to look into Joe Biden or look into Hunter Biden or anyone else uh, related to that story that, would, that has been all, of, all the rage, even on this program yesterday or really for the last 24 to 36 hours, the administration says, yeah, we held the funds. We held the funds because of the corruption in the Ukrainian government. We're not giving, you know, very important, you know, I mean, we're talking about some pretty large dollar figures here. We're talking about $400 million in aid. We're not giving that away unless we know that it is going to be used for the purposes uh, that it's designated. And given the levels of corruption within the Ukrainian government, the kind of corruption, by the way, that allowed a Ukrainian energy company, an oil and gas company, to give and funnel, essentially, $3 million to Hunter Biden. That kind of corruption we're not giving uh, until we know that's gone. We Until we know that the corruption has been handled and dealt with, we're not giving Hunt $400 million. And so the president and his administration confirmed this morning uh, that to Fox News, among others, that the Office of Management and Budget told the State Department and DOD in July it was putting on a hold down that $400 million. But administration sources, again, said this freeze was to make sure that the corruption had been handled. We're not just giving money that is going to be funneled to other sources. Um, the aid came up in context of other countries and questions about uh, whether they were paying their share as well. Now, the White House's decision to finally release the funding ultimately was made in mid-August. So just a few weeks later, after Rob Portman, our senator here from Ohio, called the president and said that Ukraine desperately needed this aid, according to administration sources. The White House was uh, also up against an appropriation impoundment deadline, which meant the money would either have to be spent or impounded. The White House would have been forced to go to court to justify the impoundment, which sources said it did not want to do. So the White House says this had nothing to do with investigating the Bidens, but literally just ending the corruption and making sure that our money was not going to sources that it should not. Uh, the media pushed the Russian lie, said De- Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley this morning. The media pushed the Russian lie for almost three years with no evidence, and now they're doing it all over again. These allegations are completely false, but because the media wants this story to be true so badly, they'll once again manufacture a frenzy and drive ignorant fake stories to attack this president. And I agree. That is exactly what they are doing, um, especially when we also find out found out that the uh, DOJ and the uh, inspector general uh, confirmed that, yes, the whistleblower that kind of started the ball rolling on this new witch hunt, the quote-unquote whistleblower who claimed that what the president said to, to uh, the president of Ukraine about withholding funds unless they investigate Biden, uh, yes, this individual was using hearsay. We have confirmation that from the intelligence uh, department, intelligence community within the DOJ, that 
this individual was not privy to the conversation, was not on the call, uh, was not firsthand, but actually was told something was said, and that's why this person came through. Uh, came forward. Nobody else who was on the call heard anything wrong enough that they were going to um, uh, use the whistleblower system, if you will, uh, to to uh, you know call for an investigation or to have something released to Congress. This was hearsay. This was second or third hand information. So that's just a little brief update on where we are uh, from yesterday. Because I don't want to spend a ton of time on this today. I want to talk about the climate nut jobs, and I want to talk about what was. Uh, this 14-year-old Swedish girl who has become all the rage for the left. The newest tool of the American left is a young autistic girl who has been brainwashed and psychologically abused by her parents and other tools that we will discuss, other political operatives, in order to adv- excuse me, advance their political agenda. I want to focus on that after we get our first time out here, which is coming right up. Um, but I did want to also update you on the story involving uh, President Trump, the president of Ukraine, the Biden family, the allegations, the whistleblower, etc. At this point, all we know is that a whistleblower has uh, come forward and alleged that the president have said to the Ukrainian president about holding, withholding funds back in July until they agree to investigate Biden and the connection between Joe Biden and his son's business interests there and whether or not those were um, above board. Um, and now the acknowledgement by the administration that, yes, we did withhold funds in July, but it had nothing to do with Joe Biden. We had we had withheld the funds because of corruption rampant in the Ukrainian government. And uh, it was in Jul- it was in August, rather, that uh, Senator Rob Portman convinced the administration to go ahead and release those funds. So as of now, nothing. What will the rest of the day hold? Well, they're meeting at 4 o'clock. Nancy Pelosi is meeting at 4 o'clock with uh, her Democratic um, uh, House members, and they're going to have impeachment discussions. You knew this was coming. It was only a matter of time. Nancy Pelosi had been kind of holding off, holding off, holding off. But now pressure from the left, from the squids, from AOC, <laughs> excuse me, Alex- Alexandria Damasio-Cortez, and others have forced Nancy Pelosi's hand, to an extent, anyway. So that's where we are, and we're going to come right back after this time out, and we're going to play some audio for you that is going to make your ears bleed, and we're going to break it down piece by piece and tell you exactly what the end game of the climate nuts that shut down D.C. yesterday and that staged the, uh, the walkout, the uh, climate uh, strike, if you will, on Friday. It's a, it's a big deal. Because it is a genuine threat to our way of life, to our society, to our culture here in the United States. And we're going to cover that right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Now the Bob Brands Authority continues. Uh, Peter Kirsten now joining us at 1010 this morning. I want to pivot now away from the uh, latest ridiculous Democrat desperate desperation Hail Mary and talk about uh, the climate issue. (laughs) This girl has become the talk of the country in one way or the other. Uh, She's 14 years old. She's a Swede. She's a climate alarmist. And I think that's the best way to describe her as a climate alarmist. And she and 15 other children have filed a complaint with the United Nations 
accusing five countries of inaction on combating so-called climate change. Her name is Greta Thunberg. If you are a believer in common sense and reason, you call her a climate alarmist. If you are anywhere to the left of center on the political spectrum, you are a bully if you call her a climate alarmist. She's a child. How dare you criticize and attack a child who is just worried about the condition of the planet that she needs to survive to grow up in. You can't criticize her. You got to give it to the left. This is this is brilliant. This is exactly the way to make this play. This is the exact way to make this work. You find somebody who is beyond criticism. In the same way that Democratic candidates who are minorities can't be criticized because if you criticize them for policies, for campaign statements, for promises, for decisions, for congressional votes or whatever, you are a racist. If you criticize a female, you are a misogynist. And yes, if you criticize a child, why, you're a monster. They filed a complaint with the United Nations against five nations for not combating so-called climate change. The complaint filed with the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child accused Argentina, Brazil, France, Germany, and Turkey of failing to fulfill their obligations to act against climate change, placing them in violation of the Convention on the Rights of the Child, a three-decade-old human rights treaty which uh, sets out the civil, political, social, and cultural rights of children. Notably absent from their uh, complaint was China, which accounts for one nation, the world's biggest polluter. 30% of global emissions are the responsibility of China. And and they don't get named in the suit, or in the uh, complaint, I should say. China can see, this is exactly why this entire thing is a fraud. I cannot stress this enough. The entirety of the climate change movement, the entirety of the Green New Deal, is fraudulent on its face. How do we know? Because anything that we would agree to do here in the United States to combat so-called climate change, even if it was something that we could control, and we can't, but even if it was, nothing we do would amount to a hill of beans. We could all give up our liberty. We could all give up our wealth. We could all give up our property and all of our rights in order to combat this carbon emission problem that is leading to the changing climate in, uh, uh, on this planet. We could give it all up, and it would mean nothing because the world's biggest polluters like China and India would not be signed on and would not be participating. The funniest part about this is the signatories, uh, 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 those who signed, I'm having a problem with my words this morning in a little, uh, in some ex- to some extent, those who signed, the signatories of the uh, uh, Paris Climate Accord, are among the biggest polluters. They are not meeting the obligations that were, uh, that they agreed to, essentially, when they signed the multinational Paris Climate Accord, Right? The United States, which has pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord by President Trump, is doing exactly what those nations were supposed to do. We're just doing it on our own. We're not compelled to cut down climate uh, or uh, carbon emissions. We just have done it organically because we're responsible people. But they, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Our meeting of um, 
terms and agreements set forth by other nations, while those other nations do not meet those terms, doesn't mean a thing. That's not enough. You have to surrender all of it. Surrender factory farming. You have to surrender uh, internal combustion engines. We have to surrender our wealth. We have to surrender our modes of transportation, our infrastructure. We have to surrender uh, our, our food. Cattle, cattle ranches, gone, done, can't do it. We're going to raise the prices on beef to the point uh, where no one will be able to afford it. It will put the cattle ranchers out of business, and we'll all just be eating carrots for the rest of our lives. Never mind the fact that there is significant evidence that shows that a vegan lifestyle is actually more, uh, does more damage to the environment than a normal standard, you know, traditional five food groups model that includes meat and dairy as a part of the, um, uh, the average American diet. But I, I don't want to get too far into that. What I do want to do is kind of set the table here for your girl. Greta Thunberg, the 14-year-old who spoke to the United Nations yesterday in the most dramatic of voices. How dare you? And I'm going to play it for you so that you don't have to suffer through my lame imitation. But um, this girl is, if, if she were a political candidate, truthfully, she would be a very dangerous individual. If she were a political candidate, but she's only 14, so she is instead being used by politicians and activists. And she would be dangerous because she's really good. The act that she put on yesterday was incredible. And and I want you to know a little bit about her. Some tremendous investigative work has been done on Greta Thunberg, the uh, the creation, essentially, of the political left, not just in the United States, but the multinational political left. The creation of her as the voice of a future generation of climate alarmists um, is, is, is being exposed. The Rare Foundation USA has done great work on this and exposed her as being a creation of Marxists, Soros-backed NGOs, Al Gore, and more. And I'm going to share some of this with you, and then I'm going to let you hear her on the other side of the news as well. She is, There's basically a debate raging as to whether or not she's uh, just a PR puppet. Well, her intentions and her sincerity from her dramatic reading from her script before the U.N. Uh, yesterday are all in question. Now, the closest allies of this child are her parents. Her mother, Malena Ernman, is an opera singer and author. Her father, Svante Thunberg, is a talent agent and managing director for the media company Erman Production AB. Neither one is a stranger to Swedish media. Both are well-connected. They manage their daughter's media contact to the outside world. Now, young Greta is supervised by a third adult, the PR and financial expert Ingmar Rensog. Now, as the story goes, Rensog discovered Thunberg by chance in uh, August of 2018 in front of the Swedish parliament. Three days after the viral discovery of this climate-concerned child, the autobiographical work uh, Our House is on Fire, Scenes of a Family and a Planet in Crisis, in which Greta plays a key role, was published as a book on August 23rd of 2018. Now, opponents look at this and see... Calculated PR. Advocates see this as pure coincidence. Chance or not, everything since can be described as pragmatically planned PR campaigning. The businessman who discovered her also founded the social media platform We Don't Have Time in April of 2018 with the aim of convincing as many people as possible to become active because the climate has to be saved as soon as possible. Never mind the profiteering here. Never mind the motives. Never mind the ad sales on these types of platforms. Never mind any of that. This is all just pure uh, concern for the planet. Now, 
among the investors in We Don't Have, or excuse me, in We Don't Have Time, is Gustav Stenbeck, whose family owns one of Sweden's largest venture capital companies. Prior to his time as an environmental lobbyist for 13 years, Greta's PR mentor headed the Leica Consulting Agency, which focuses on financial communications. He also trained with the Climate Reality Project. This is led by, are you ready for the money line here before the news? This is led by former vice president and environmental huckster Al Gore. Al Gore is tied directly into all of this, and we all know how many hundreds of millions of dollars he profited on his phony Inconvenient Truth movie and campaign over the last 20 years. Al Gore is also tied directly in this to, yes, George Soros and many Soros-backed institutions. There, there are many, many tentacles here. And we're going to try to bring them all together here. We're going to try to explain this to you, who this girl is. And then we're going to play for you her dramatic script-reading performance in front of the United Nations yesterday while tearing it apart piece by piece. All of that coming up. Stay right here on AM 1420, The Answer. We're back after this. To PragerTopia.com. All right, it's 937. i got to dive right into this without all of the pleasantries because I have more to share with you on who Greta is. Greta Thunberg, the Swedish girl who spoke before the um, United Nations. <laughs> they assembled the United Nations yesterday and told everybody, how dare you uh, for uh, ruining her childhood for her by, by uh, destroying the future. I'll get to her audio in a moment here, but I want you to know who she is. And I started laying some of it out with you, uh, for you already with um, respect to Al Gore and his organizations, uh, as well as those in Europe. Uh, so the organization, the Climate Reality, Reality Project, is led by Al Gore. Um, furthermore, Rensog has been the chairman of the Swedish think tank called Global Utmaning, which means Global Challenge, since May of 2018. However, that's not the end of the financing. Ingmar Retzog has also uh, has close connections to the prestigious and internationally active sustainability NGO, the Club of Rome. Now, since the 1970s, this club has been publishing strategy for climate protection, but also investment alternatives for rich investors toward a green, sustainable turnaround. The German SPD politician and environmental, environmental scientist Ernst Ulrich von Wietzacher, sorry about all these four names, but you've got to bear with me or it matters, for example, was co-president of the Club of Rome until 2018. Now, only two months after the discovery of Greta in November of 2018, there was a joint conference of the Club of Rome and Rensog's We Don't Have Time organization. This joint conference emphasized with extreme urgency uh, that required a paradigm shift. I believe that after two degrees of warming, we should be guided by ethics rather than economics. The conference agreed. Now, Greta Thunberg has inspired other investment leaders in the West to be market-oriented and innovative and to take full advantage of the green economic change we are striving for. Trevor Nielsen is one of those investors. Also made a name for himself as a philanthropist. He told the British Guardian in July of 2019 that his recently launched initiative, the Climate Emergency Fund, was explicitly inspired by Greta Thunberg and Greta Thunberg's backers, those who have essentially created her. Um, it, uh, what, I, what I could describe, I think maybe another way to describe this, I'll get to the Bill Gates connection here in a second. 
a great way to describe her is if she were a politician would be the Manchurian candidate, but she's not, so she's the Manchurian activist. She's been essentially programmed, uh, brainwashed, psychologically abused, in my mind, as a child, to be the face that cannot possibly be criticized of this movement. And part of this movement is the owner of the Virgin Group, Richard Branson, and Microsoft founder Bill Gates. They are among the clients of um, the philanthropist that we just discussed. Again, I'm not going to read his long, uh, foreign-sounding name. But for his climate emergency fund, he was able to engage the heiress of the Getty Petroleum Empire. That's the granddaughter of the world's richest man of his lifetime, J. Paul Getty, who died in 1970. Trevor Nielsen also was able to win over a descendant of the influential Kennedy dynasty, Rory Kennedy, in his lobbying. Under, do you understand how deep this is? Do you understand how many tentacles are there are here in this movement and in this, in this organization and where they go? And all of this is behind this this young girl who who read a script in the most dramatic voice possible yesterday before the United Nations. I mean, some of the names we're talking about here: Soros and Gates, and well, the foreign ones don't help, but and Al Gore. They all are tied together with an end game here of enrichment, their own enrichment, um, at the expense of the liberty, excuse me, the wealth and the property of the free people in, in places like the United States. Their hope is that the richest people in the world, who happen to be the most climate damaging, uh, will lose their investment. What it really comes down to is asking the very same people to save the climate who have deliberately destroyed it over many de- many decades uh, by their way of doing business. Greta Thunberg is one of many young people whose backs are used to carry out the new pragmatic policy of the elite, the hypocrites that they are. Uh, it's it's really it's really staggering. All right. Without further ado, I want you to hear for yourself. Maybe you heard a little bit of this, a little bit of this on the television news as well, but I want you to hear for yourself uh, what the leaders of the world heard yesterday uh, at the United Nations meeting. It gives us a fifty percent chance of. Sorry about that. Hold on, we got a glitch. All right, come on, Greta, work with me here, will you, please? Yeah, and that's the way it goes sometimes. Hold on. Thing below 1.5 degrees. No, no, no. We- Let's start over. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And once again, we're going to have another glitch here. I'm going to reset this one and one final time here and see if I can make this work for you. My apologies, uh, but that's the way it is with technology sometimes. But the dramatic reading now, there was music added into this because people are doing exactly what I'm doing right now and trying to expose the theatrical nature of this. It was. It was a theatrical performance. It was. Um, it, it, this wasn't testimony. This was a performance. This was an act. This is exactly what the left has hired her to do. Let's try this one more time. My message is that we'll be watching you. (laughs) This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people. For hope, how dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering 
People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. None of that is true. None. Not a little bit. Not she's kind of off. None of that is true. Entire ecosystems on this planet are not dying. People are not dying from climate change. We are not at the beginning of a mass extinction. But you listen to her words, and you listen to the sound of her voice, and her dramatic, gasping delivery. And you can tell that she has been trained and psychologically abused enough to believe this. This is child abuse. I don't think she herself is necessarily lying. I think she has been convinced of all of this by the people that I just read you the news story on, the investigation of. She has been trained to believe this because it's a lot more um, able to be sold. It's a lot more believable if it comes from a child and if it comes from somebody who cannot be criticized. Remember, you're not allowed to criticize kids. She's 14, unless, of course, they go to Covington High School and are assaulted verbally by a bunch of people outside the Lincoln Memorial. Then you can call them the most punchable kids in America. You can call them racist. You can destroy them. If it's a kid who's a conservative, then you can destroy them all you want. But if it's a kid who's expressing a liberal narrative and advancing a liberal agenda, not so much. But you can tell she really believes this. And that's sad, because that's the result of a, a, an abusive psychological brainwashing that this girl has endured. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. The science is absolutely 100% not crystal clear. But I do love that the left that applauds those types of statements see no problem at all with denying the science of human chromosomes, human sex, gender. That science, that's that's a little wishy-washy up there, but the science on climate change is crystal clear, says the 14-year-old. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil, and that I refuse to believe. I believe that the people who programmed you are evil. I don't think this kid is evil. I think her sound, her dramatic reading is, like I said, really from the heart, because she has been programmed by evil people. The popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. This 14-year-old is going to lecture us on that.
that's that's and we're supposed to jump immediately and take action despite the damage that what she and her backers are advocating would cost millions of Americans their jobs their industries their fossil fuel industries to be precise their very identities and their means to provide for their families but we're supposed to just go ahead and change everything about this country. Revert back to a time 150 years ago when technology didn't exist, all so that we can stop uh, emitting so much carbon into the atmosphere. That's what we're supposed to do, because this 14-year-old said so. 50% may be acceptable to you, but those numbers do not include tipping points most feedback loops, additional warming hidden by toxic air pollution or the aspects of equity and climate justice. They also rely on my generation sucking hundreds of billions of tons of your CO2 out of the air with technologies that barely exist. Your CO2. Your CO2 with technologies that barely exist. So a 50% risk is simply not acceptable to us. We who have to live with the consequences. Well, you won't have to live with the consequences if you to hear you tell the story. It's all going to be over anyway. To have a 67% chance of staying below a 1.5 degrees of global temperature rise, the best odds given by the IPCC, the world had 420 gigatons of CO2 left to emit back on January 1st, 2018. Today, that figure is already down to less than 350 gigatons. How dare you pretend that this can be sold with just business as usual and some technical solutions? Well, I got news for you, sweetheart. Uh, It can't be solved with your little technical solutions and business as usual because there is nothing for us to solve. In the history of this billions of years old planet, it has warmed and frozen over and over and over again on its own the inhabitants of the earth do not affect or cause its climate the earth affects its climate the sun affects its climate the idea that anything that we build or do not build is in control of all of this is just so incredibly uh arrogant it's arrogant on our part if we really truly believe that we are the ones in control of the climate rather than the earth controlling itself the idea that our little petty selves can somehow change the direction of something that has gone its own direction for its billions of years of existence is simply ridiculous but what is not ridiculous is those who are trying to profit from that lie al gore let's talk about him and in fact let's listen a little bit to him. Al Gore, the guy with the massive energy-sucking house who pl- flies private planes rather than commercial, who is escorted around all of his various ventures in an SUV, one of the biggest polluters of the auto industry, the man who sold his TV channel to Al Jazeera and, made, and is taking $500 million in oil money from the nation of Qatar, this guy is one of the leading emissions spewers in the world, 
and this is the guy that we're going to in listen to. In our Matter series today, a surprise, if brief, appearance today from President Trump, who for 14 whole minutes popped in on a climate summit at the United Nations after initially planning to skip it. But climate activists, including a former vice president, are calling him out. Let's go to CNN's Bill Weir at the U.N. Bill? Uh, Jake, a, a fittingly unseasonably warm day uh, here on the east side of Manhattan as world leaders converge to talk about a climate in crisis. The president, as you mentioned, uh, pulling a drive-by less than 15 minutes listening to the prime minister and uh, chancellor of both India and Germany on his way to uh, a meeting about faith, protecting religious... It's 15 minutes of his life he'll never get back. He shouldn't even have spent that. ...freedoms around the world. One world leader who knows this topic well and is back in familiar territory, former Vice President Al Gore. Thanks, Bill. Great Thank to you. see you. Thank you, you too, for always. coming outside. What do you make of the lack of American leadership uh, here today? Well, I, I think that um, to focus on the good news side of it, uh, Donald Trump being the face of global climate denial actually is motivating the kind <laughs> of uprising and enthusiasm we saw last Friday with these millions of young people marching. Uh, I'm optimistic. Uh, we're behind at the beginning of the second half, but we've got the tools we need to address this crisis. The idea that CNN would put this man on television when he told us that we would all be underwater by, by what, 2010? Wasn't that the prediction by Al Gore? That the, that, that the oceans would rise, Florida would be gone? I mean, seriously, not making that up. Didn't he tell us, wasn't it going to be 2010 that all of this was going to be underwater? If we didn't act immediately back when he was uh, screaming about this stuff in the 90s? Why is CNN still putting him on television? He calls Donald Trump the face of global climate denial. I call him the face of global climate misinformation. I call him the face of leftist lies. It's been over a decade since uh, he tried to sound the alarm at climate Paul Revere with an inconvenient <laughs> truth. And uh, after, of course, a lot of fanfare, Nobel Prize for the IPCC scientists behind those initial alarming reports, very little has been done. Uh, the world continues to burn carbon at an unsustainable, relentless rate. And yet not one single prediction of his in that movie or in any of his other speeches or writings or statements has come true. And meanwhile, he continues the unsustainable carbon emission that comes with his very existence, his life as one of the biggest polluters in America. Open your eyes, people. Seriously. Perfect news, by the way, from the fake news network of CNN. Perfect news. Go to your go-to guy, Al Gore, the biggest hypocrite on this issue, maybe that ever lived. Back after this. All right, it's 9.58 here. Very short segment, so I can't get any more of the audio from the... uh, uh, I keep saying 14-year-old, but I'm seeing different reports, and somebody else else actually called in and said she's 16 now. So, okay, uh, so we'll say she's 16. Either way, the teenage uh, teenager from Sweden who has got the entire uh, United Nations, except for Donald Trump, <laughs> wrapped around her little finger. Uh, so let me get a couple of uh, quick thoughts here. Fred in Cleveland was up next. Fred, go ahead. Bob, I couldn't agree with you more. This is a perfect example of the uh, elite libs preying upon the weak. This poor girl was probably indoctrinated by her parents at the age of two. 
and then the elites took over. Uh, it's why they're going after the young kids in grade schools and high schools. They're preying upon the emotion and the weakness of younger people. And on another thought, I think a new title for Al Gore should be the Neville Chamberlain Exchange. That's not bad, my friend. That's not bad at all, Fred. Thanks so much for the thoughts. Let me squeeze in one more here from uh, Mike in Lakewood. Mike, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, I was just wondering, how come it's only liberal kids who are brainwashed uh, by evil people? How come those kids from uh, Hunt, uh, Covington High School were in Umaga hats? How come they weren't brainwashed by their parents? Well, they weren't because they were at a March for Life uh, event, and President Trump, who is the coiner of the MAGA phrase, believes in life. They're all pro-life. These kids were there marching of their own free will, and I know this because my kid was one of them. Nobody brainwashed anybody. This was not a mandatory thing. This was a long, arduous trip, by the way, for a lot of people to get down there, but that's a cute story. I appreciate it. It's 10 o'clock. Cursing out next. He's not cute, but he's tremendously insightful. We'll talk to him Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com